You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you once again from the great metropolis of Orlando, Florida, Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to this episode. Uh, We've got a really important question. Before we dive in, I want to just say a big thank you to everyone that has left a review. Uh, I know I've said this a bunch of times, but I mean it wholeheartedly. Those reviews are a big, big help to us. So to all of you who have left reviews, thank you very, very much. All right, let's dive into a very important question. I got a comment from a regular listener uh, about a week ago. He says that he's been listening to the podcast for several weeks and that he's absolutely hooked. So Cole, thank you so much for uh, for your warm words and your encouragement. And then he answers, he asked a question that I know I've been asked uh, by many people before. So I wanted to address it on the podcast. He says, one question that I've never been able to get a clear biblical answer on uh, is cohabitation outside of marriage. So he is asking, is it wrong? It's a great question that I think uh, I've been asked by a lot of people. Basically, is it wrong to live with someone, uh, a significant other, before you're married? Before I dive into this, let me point out a few episodes we've done in the past related to this topic. I've done two episodes on sexual sin, uh, specifically sexual purity and the importance of it. Episode 11, I answered the question, why is premarital sex sinful? So please go back and listen to that. Uh, This other episode I did recently, uh, a week ago, episode 55, I did an interview with Dr. Corey Allen. He is a licensed family therapist as well as a podcaster and a prolific blogger. Uh, We answered the question, why does sexual purity matter? In that episode, we really talked about the fact that All of our choices in our life always have a long-term impact, whether they be positive or negative, and there's no area in which we see that more on display than the area of our sexual relationships and sexual behaviors, so really important. Go back and listen to that. Two other episodes that are related to the topic of sex, not directly. Episode 14, answer the question, is masturbation really a sin? Uh, oddly enough, one of our most downloaded episodes. Uh, and then episode 22, I answer the question, does Genesis 38 condemn masturbation and birth control? That was in response to a specific comment, a kind of an attack that I actually got from another blogger. And so I want to highly encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. A lot of content there that are related to this topic that I think would be valuable. If you have not listened to those episodes, let me give you a quick understanding. I believe that any sort of sexual relationship or sexual behavior outside of the bounds of marriage is sinful. It is outside of the bounds of God's perfect design. It's not ideal, and it will have damaging impact on you. Uh, the book of Song of Solomon talks about to not awakening love before it's due time, before it's ripe. Kind of like eating a banana that is not healthy or not ripe yet. Like a banana is always good, but if you eat it before it's ripe, it's going to make you sick, right? And so the sex is the same way. God created it to be emotionally and spiritually nourishing. It is good within the bounds of marriage. He supernaturally and mysteriously blesses the action of sex within the bounds of marriage. Uh, one man, one woman in covenant. But any any form of sexual behavior outside of that is like eating an unripe banana. It's going to make you sick. It's not the ideal time to engage in that. So with the question, is it wrong to cohabitate? Is it wrong to live together before you're married? Well, is it wrong to sleep in the same house? 
No, not necessarily. However, let's be honest. If you like someone, if you care about someone, if you are falling in love with someone, you're building a romantic relationship and it's someone that, you know, gets your juices flowing, gets you excited, gets you aroused, right? Let's be honest. Are you going to be able to live in the same house with that person and not fall into sexual temptation or fall into sexual sin? Uh, living together is just asking for trouble, right? Like, Are you realistically going to be able to have the the willpower to say no to sexual temptation? Like, are you guys are going to be together in the same house and not have sex or not cross the lines or, or not participate? And I'm not just talking about sexual intercourse. I'm talking about any form of sex, whether that be uh, touching, fondling, oral sex, any of the above. All of that is outside of God's ideal design. So you're expecting to live together and not fall into sexual sin? I know there's no way that I'd be able to handle that. Like, no matter how much I love Jesus, I know I don't have enough self-control in me to stop that. So there's no way that it would be appropriate for me to live with a woman before I'm married because because I just I, w- I wouldn't be able to handle it. I know that at some point, in, indulging in premarital sex, and I don't want to do that because I love God and I want to honor God. Now, in addition to that, there's a second element that's really, really important to remember and that is this idea of being above reproach. Multiple times, Paul tells us to be above reproach, which means to be above credible disgrace. Like, live your life in such a way that no one can attack you or bring you down by making accusations, right? So if you live together, someone's going to say, well, look at that couple. They live together. They must be having sex. You will, And you would say, well, no, we're living together, but we're not having sex. We're, we're, we're still honoring Christ. They would say, really? Really? Like you wouldn't look so good in their eyes. It'd be you'd be potentially opening yourself up to some form of accusation or disgrace. And Paul tells us to live above that. So even if you could live in the same house and not fall in the sexual sin, you would not be living above reproach. You'd be opening yourself up to some form of accusation or disgrace that would make you look bad or make Christianity look bad, right? And Paul tells us to live a life worthy of the gospel, to live a life in such a way that we are above any disgrace coming to our reputation or the reputation of the gospel. One other thought I think is important to consider is the fact that in the book of Genesis, God says that man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Like There is a, a clear biblical pattern being established here, that you live with your parents under their authority for an extended period of time as you grow up, and then at some point you leave there to bind together with your wife with the idea that you would live this out for the rest of your lives. This is a very important covenant that God has established between man and woman. And there's a very important tradition, a very, very, a very important pattern that God is setting forth. If you leave from your father and mother and you live together, you are now participating in some of the elements of the covenant of marriage without actually stepping forth into the covenant of marriage. You are pretending to cleave without actually cleaving. The idea of coming together and kind of playing house or somewhat being married without the actual piece of paper, so to speak, seems to violate the pattern that God has set forth. And so if you love someone and you want to live your life with them for the rest of your lives, go ahead and get married. That will honor God and fulfill the pattern that God has set forth. So those are the three things that I would highlight. One, incredible sexual temptation. Two, not living above reproach. And then thirdly, we want to fulfill the tradition and the pattern that God started way back in the book of Genesis. For those reasons, I think it is most wise that we would not live with someone before we were married. To the regular listener that submitted that question, Cole, thank you so much. 
deeply appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you are listening to this and you have a question that you'd like to have answered on the podcast, just shoot me an email, heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up the Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. <laughs>